our Christmas special, Angry Girl, by Bibi Burton. Carol, I know you're stuck in the airport at Reykjavik and it's not your fault that it's Christmas Eve and and you're not at home, but I just want to leave you a message to say, well I should be wishing you a happy Christmas, but I, I can't, I don't feel happy. The kids are out, enjoying themselves at parties and I'm in front of the telly. And the tree's shedding all its bloody needles. And the dog stinks. And I've eaten the whole bloody yule log. I won't lie. I've had a couple. But it's not exactly warm, the cockles. I know I shouldn't be telling my own husband this. But I've been sitting here thinking of the past. The past before you, when I was young and had some promise. I loved other people before you, you know, and they loved me. Things could have been very different. There was Manny, he's probably a famous writer now, and Piers, God, he was posh. His family home had ten bedrooms, yeah, that's right. And Mitch, he was manly, he was confident, and he was strong. They all wanted me. I know it's painful to hear, Jake, but I wanted them too at the time. But you make choices, don't you? And those choices lead you where you never expected you'd end up. Alone, on Christmas Eve, under a duvet, on a settee, some bloody BBC Dickens adaptation about to be on the telly. And, well, Jim... (laughs) It's not what I call Christmas. It didn't have to be like this. Still, as long as you're enjoying yourself. Do you know what? I'm just going to sleep through the whole bloody thing. I don't care. I just don't care. Cheers. Wakey, listen to this. What? Uh, who are you? It's called Angry Girl. What is? Angry Girl. You make society's toes curled. You know how to hurl insults. Your face is mean. You mean what you say. You say what you mean. You'd be my queen if I didn't hate the monarchy. You turn me on. You turn me off. You throw me off. And then you turn on me. Fuck me, but you're 
angry. Um. <sighs> sorry. <laughs> Who is this again? So what do you think? You sound like it. It can't be. Like Manny. I thought we'd agreed, Manfred, but more dignified, more mature. But what are you doing here on the phone to me? I haven't seen you in ages. Since last night. Since what? It's my wedding present to you. How many people can claim to have a poem written about them? Who needs a bloody toast or electric blanket, eh? <laughs> when they can have art. OK, just a couple of things. I thought I captured you perfectly. What? That's me? That angry girl? That's the woman I'm about to marry with fire in her belly, rage in her heart. Manny, you sound so young. How have you not aged? Come again. I'm just a bit overwhelmed hearing from you out of the blue and, and all this wedding talk. It's going to be beautiful. Not cheap. I'm not cutting any corners with my girl. <laughs> Shall we have a word with your dad? Um, I think this needs further discussion. We said it all last night. I've nothing to add. The moon was up. The pub had kicked us out. The road was wet and reflecting. Effulgence of lamplight. Your face was contorted with rage. And I said, I'd never seen you look lovelier, more passionate, more alive. That's when I knew you were the woman I was going to marry. I fell on my knees to you and you said... I said no, if I remember correctly. And that was not last night, but in 1991. Your strangeness this morning excites me. My strangeness? Note that I use the word effulgence. As for the proposal, you, you know very well that you said yes. Did I? You are young and you don't care. Let the world go to hell and we do everything for love. We live for art. Can I borrow 20 pounds? What now? For the college bar, I owe them. I'm so confused right now, Manny. I'll let you get away with the Manny one more time. I think you're still as giddy as I am about last night. Now, now I remember. You used to use words like giddy. We were only 19 and... You were obsessed with words. Words are what I'll be famous for. I paint with them. I weave with them. I pull them out of a top hat. I sprinkle manure around them and let them flourish. I propose to read Angry Girl at the wedding, by the by. I turned you down, Manny. I know I turned you down. I mean, Manfred. Stop your games. Cease your nonsense. I love you all the more for your little idiocies. How could you turn down a young man with literary glory ahead of him? We discussed it yesterday. It's all planned. You're going to go out and do the easy bit. Hold down a job while I labour over my words. Sweat, blood, to create perfection. God, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. But then it's a calling and very few are called. Uh, do you know what? It's all coming back to me. Only, only I... Really don't remember saying oh, yes. Oh, you, 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 you definitely said yes. Well, to a life of supporting you. You said it would be an honour. A fairy tale. Yeah, I get the fairy tale bit, but I mean in reality... Forget reality! Who wants it? You know what lies ahead with me. A lifetime of the extraordinary. A journey into the exceptional. Nothing quotidian. My intellect with your nutriment. Yeah, I Get it. We are tethered together for life, like a pair of phenomenally gifted oxen. More ordinary people would say tied. But I opted for tethered. And the image of oxen slowly pulling together, that's us. Yeah. 
yeah, I got that too. I'm just not sure it's such a positive image. Let's get this absolutely straight. I'll need your support, but I won't expect you to critique anything. Only one of us is the poet, after all. Manny, <clears throat> Manfred, I'm not sure we knew what we were talking about last night. I'm, I mean, it was my first ever gin. We as good as made our wedding vows right there. I'm finding it hard to think straight. I don't know what's going on. I feel all foggy in the head. Well, we both put away a fair bit last night. I suddenly feel faint. Or like I'm fading away. Manny, what's happening? About the £20. Can we round it up to 30 Only I owe the corner shop. Oh, and can I come round to yours for lunch? I haven't got anything in. I feel really rough. I need to know, Manny, why was I so angry? Why did you say that in your poem? Tell you what, let's call it a neat 50 and then I'll sort my rent out. A writer's life, eh? <laughs> It won't be easy being married to a genius, but it's your choice, and you said yes. to what's happening to the world while you're at it. What? What's going on now? Who is this, please? Oh, come on, Carol. Some of us have already got the banners done. I've written yours. It says, oh, I'm angry as hell. I kind of know your voice, but not your accent. It's not Piers, is it? Carol, I sort of love you and everything, but sometimes I question your commitment. No, 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 I'm totally committed. But what am I angry about again? Jesus! There's a national catastrophe playing out in front of our eyes, and sometimes I think I'm the only one who cares. Uh, just remind me. Carol! Oh, no, sorry, of course. The national catastrophe. I just wondered about your accent. It used to be so, um, cut glass. The world is going to shit, Carol. And you're bothered about my voice. This is my voice. My real voice. My authentic voice. Voice. Yes, but I, I'm sure it wasn't quite like that, though. Look, we haven't got time to waste. We've got to see this through. This is a marriage built on a mission. Um... Where's your famous anger? Where's your sense of urgency? Uh, just a minute. We're married. It was your idea, so why are you suddenly so surprised by it? I don't believe in institutions, but I did it for you. And for Mummy and Daddy. Did you? Thank you. <laughs> right, so the banners are sorted. But just one more tiny point. Kids, maybe? Oh, we agreed. The world is overflowing. It can't sustain more humans. It's immoral having kids. But then I sometimes wonder where your allegiances really lie. Yeah, but I always wanted kids, even when I was a young woman. Why are you bringing this up now? Oh, I don't know. It, it just makes me a bit sad to think of me not having them. Shall I tell you what sad is? Sad is a government that's secretly working on an electronic force field to stop poor people moving into Surrey. We'll come back to that. I just wondered how we came to the decision about not having children. It really hurts me when I think about it. Oh, come on! It was a joint decision. You and I both felt that children would hold us back. They're a distraction. Yeah, but I really think I would love being a mum. Don't be stupid! 
I've read all about it on the internet. There's no such thing as maternal instinct. It's the authorities brainwashing you so that you spend more money on disposable nappies. Nappies line the pockets of bankers. Right. Not sure I follow all that. But having kids is just a natural thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> natural? So what do you mean by natural? Just an instinct, I suppose. No such thing. What is instinct? We're being controlled. All of us. They do it through the water. Not having children is our way of fighting back. Fighting the establishment. Oh, I know, but I hate the thought of them never having been. We've got more important issues to discuss, Carol. What's wrong with you? I'm feeling very low, suddenly. We're the good guys! We've worked it all out. The world is full of selfish bastards who are trying to get one over on us. But we are too clever. We wrong-foot them all the time. Oh, come on. There's no such thing as good guys and bad guys, really. My God! Have they got to you as well? Oh, who? <laughs> You're not yourself today. It's all right. Sometimes we get weary with the fight. Tell you what. You stay at home and do what you're best at. What am I best at? I don't know anyone who can do it as well as you. Piers, what am I best at? Writing obscenely vicious tweets about people under a false name. Oh my God, I'm a troll. We don't like that word. We're not trolls. We're tellers of the truth. Am, am I horrid to people? Being horrid to bad people is a good thing, isn't it? No. No, it isn't. Well, you love doing it. I never see you more glowing than after you've had a, a good sesh on Twitter. Oh, I really can't take this in. Pierce, there's been a bit of a recurring theme going on here about me being embittered. With the good people, Karen. Not like the shitty bastards out there who don't care about the planet and don't compost and who eat meat and fly every fucking where and vote Tory and drive caravans and buy non-seasonal foods. And who are really old and have pensions and have ruined it for our generation by taking all the good jobs and by having second homes. And did I mention the conspiracy to keep us all eating bread so that we're crippled by gluten? This isn't me. This isn't my world. No one gets that angry about bread and caravans, do they? You do. Do I? Uh, right. I'm off. The march is going all the way up the Strand and we're going to have to smash a few capitalist windows along the way. Shame you'll miss that. And then I'll meet you in town about six-ish. Um, don't forget now, my parents are taking us out to the Ivy for dinner. I'm feeling a bit woozy. Remember to bring my suit. I really feel weird, like I'm about to faint. And don't show yourself up in front of my folks this time. Piers, this is not me. I don't want it to be me. Do something about your hair. You look sight. The waiters were staring at you last time. I feel like I'm going under. This was the life you chose. Remember, this is what you wanted. I can't believe I did. Just don't forget my suit. It's me. Mitch? Oh, Mitch. Of all the ghosts of boyfriends past, it's you I used to long for most. Yeah, nice one. Have you got a moment? 
Are you calling to tell me that I'm full of bile? Come again? Are you trying to say... Are you going to say that I'm always complaining and angry about something and generally unpleasant? What do you want about? I, I know I can moan a bit. You're my angel. I am. You're beautiful, you're clever, everyone loves you and respects you, especially me. I respect you. And the other one. Oh, Mitch. Now, I don't want to hear this kind of talk. In all the years we've been together, you've always been so supportive and loving. And I can't fault you. And how many years have we been married? Come on, you don't need me to tell you nearly 40. Wow. And it's been happy, our marriage. <laughs> what do you think? Um, yeah. It's been the best. I wouldn't have built up my career without your support. I wouldn't have got to where I am today. Oh, I'm so glad and so relieved. But all the same, I I'd like to go home now, back to Jake and the kids. You are home. What do you want about being at the gin again? Yes, I actually. What's wrong with you, old girl? Always unhappy, always looking inside and not liking what you see. It's not a very edifying characteristic, self-obsession. You've got nothing to feel bad about. Not when it comes to our marriage. Oh. Thanks to you, I've got a proper business empire with hundreds of employees. I've got offices around the globe and I've got people who admire me and are prepared to pay me a lot of money for my expertise. But you already know all of this. And we've got kids. The best kids in the world. <laughs> a credit to both of us. And they want to follow their old man into the business. Oh, isn't that nice? You've had a charmed life. No work, no worries. What, no work? Sounds a bit dull. Didn't like your working. Didn't I have a view on the issue? Your view was mine. Well, that's nice for me. Which brings me to the whole point of the call. Yes? You can have a little rest now. Do your own thing. What are you saying? Well, you can't build a business without a few people getting hurt along the way, can you? Well, who's getting hurt? You can't have it all. Success at work, a happy home life. Something's got to give. But we do have a happy home life, don't we? What kind of life is it for you, Carol? Sitting at home, waiting for me? How many times have you told me that you wished for something better, something more challenging? See, I'm just wondering now why you're phoning me. Why aren't we face to face? I mean, with the other two, I'm kind of glad that the call's ended. I didn't have to see them or touch them. I couldn't get rid of them fast enough. But with you, Mitch, I get a sense that you're... Getting rid of me. You're not getting rid of... rid of you. Freeing you. Oh, I should have known this wasn't going to end well. And don't have a go at me because you're 65 and don't think there's anyone else out there for you at your age. If I found someone, then so can you. Mm, don't tell me. She's one of those hundreds of employees at yours. Is this it? You're saying goodbye by phone. But it's easier that way, isn't it? I'm just thinking about you. Thank you. Anyway... Can't hang about. I'm booked on a flight to Reykjavik. Work. <laughs> She's coming too. Re Reykjavik? Now don't start playing up. You always guessed this would happen each time you found me out. And how, how many times have there been? Oh, you know how many. And you wanted to leave me every time? No, not always. Uh, only once the kids were grown up and left home. I'm no longer useful. Oh, come on. You were always banging on about the past, about the lost opportunities, the men you could have married. I didn't mean it. Oh, Jake, I didn't mean it. Jake? <laughs> That's a new one. What have I done? How could I have said that to him? Let's face it. 
You were never satisfied, always thought there was something better, always an undercurrent of resentment. Oh, but I'm the lucky one, with the beautiful family and the, and the happy home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're old, and she ain't. So, it's goodbye. Mitch. Mitch, for what, for what it's worth, I think you're right to leave me. I don't really like myself right now. I, I'm not even angry with myself. I'm just terrified that it's all too late, that I've said things that I shouldn't have said. Oh, it's just a Christmas thing. Oh, oh, God. Not that maudling feeling you get every bloody Christmas. Every year, what have I done? Why is my life so crap? It's all right for you. What is it about this time of year? I want to go now. I want to fix things. Probably too late, isn't it? Is it? I've told you, I've got a flight booked. No, no, not with you. You'll never change, Carol. What did you say they called you at university? Angry girl or something? No, that never happened. That's all part of this awful trip. Are you sure you're even dreaming? Please, let me go. You're staying, I'm going. That's how it works. No, wait. Can you get my suit ready? That's what Piers wanted, wasn't it? And let me 50 quid. Manny? Oh, I don't want to go back to any of you. I don't want to go back to any of you. I didn't know what I was talking about. I'm so sorry. It's too late now. Just have to make the best of it. Oh, please let me go home. I just want to be at home. So long, old girl. My new life awaits. sweetheart it's me it's jake brilliant news jake it's really you you won't believe it i'm at heathrow there was a last minute flight i'm home oh jake i'm so sorry i didn't mean any of it eh? that awful phone message what phone message i left you a hideous pissed phone call oh that nothing came through just two minutes of solid silence tell a lie i could hear the telly in the background it sounded like dickens <gasps> Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can hardly wait to see you and the kids again. We'll, we'll just have a quiet Christmas together, yeah? I bought you something from the airport. Jake, I'm so sorry. I've been so awful. I really, really don't know what you're talking about. I love you. Always have. Always will. What did you say? Hang on, hang on. Jake, it's me. What did you say? I said I love you and I always will. Wait, wait, wait. What on earth are you doing? Oh, that delicious smell of dog. You're losing the pot, woman. Jake, listen. Yeah? I just wanted to say that I love you too. Oh, and... What? There's a moral. No, 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 there really is. Then spit it out. It's... it's... just stop fucking moaning about everything all the time. It's really boring. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> Not you, idiot. Me. Oh, there's the door. I can hear the kids. I can hear them, Jake. They're home. Have you seen the time? It's not even midnight yet. I'm nearly home, you know. Just hailed a taxi. Oh, and can you stop at Aldi or the co-op and get some more cakes? Oh, and we'll need something nice for the dog. And no clues, if you don't mind. <laughs>
Girl was brought to you by Tempest Productions. It was performed by Mark Lingwood and Bibi Berkey. And we'd like to wish all our listeners a very happy Christmas. Christmas.